Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. And guys, it's our final mini episode of October. We did it. We have pushed so hard to give you all so much content this month, and we hope you've enjoyed it. We've seen the download numbers. We so appreciate everybody checking out the podcasts and the love y'all been giving us on Instagram and social media. So we just wanted to kind of touch base with each other and our fans and just wrap up our celebration of spooky season and Halloween. How are y'all doing? Uh, we are doing fine. We're doing what? We're doing fine. Uh, one, more, one more time. We're doing fine. <laughs> we're uh, into the spookiness and we're great. JJ. I only believed half of that, JJ. Or is yeah, it, do y'all have, um, <laughs> do y'all have Halloween costumes picked out yet? Uh, we do. Yes. We're doing two different couple costumes this year. Yeah. For Friday night and Saturday night, not yeah. even on Halloween. <laughs> Neither are really that spooky, but they are costumes and they are fun and they're things that we like. Yeah. So Moira and John, John Rose. Rose from Schitt's Creek. Yep. Yeah. And then the next one is Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers, but we're going to switch it up. I'm going to be Bob. Uh, uh, Ginger uh, Reverse. Is it their their normal, um, uh, I was going to say costume affair, but their normal affair that they wear? Is that what you're going as? Yeah, just simple yeah. aprons, red shirt nice. for Linda. Yeah. JJ Big has red glasses. the longest hair he's ever had now, so we're not even going to put a wig on yeah. him. JJ, just- do you do a Linda voice? All right. All right. All right. Is that close? I, I mean, it works for me. I'm sure somebody will let us know in the audience. Impersonation was great. Email us at Real Hauntings Podcast. Do y'all have impersonations like go to limited fakes? Are there any in y'all's repertoire? I can do one, and it is from Star Wars. And I had uh, my friend sent me a Craigslist ad once, and it was like this, oh. ad, this ad that was like, if you have the best. Wookie noise, I will send you a hundred bucks. Okay. And I was like, first off, they're not going to do that. But I did call in and he was like, this man answered and he was like, uh, okay, fine. You're a girl. Fine. Just go for it. And after I did it, he was like, wow, that was probably in my top five. Ooh. Okay. Are you going to do it? Ready? Do it yeah. closer to the mic. I want to hear no. it better. That's good. I give you a hundred bucks for that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I never heard from a from him again i realize i also do a golem every now and then uh where i'll, I'll go this way houses which i don't know i don't know if it's really that good of a god it's really not that good of a golem but mm-hmm. it's fun fun to say to people who are 
lagging behind. I'm like, come on, Noah, do you have a Halloween costume? I do. Yeah. My uh, kiddo is going to be an astronaut. So I bought an astronaut costume as well. They're both like the bright silver kind. And then of course, you know, I'm extra. So I had to get like a NASA fanny pack, this bright silver and, and a hat. And then I've got some sneakers that match the costume that I'm going to wear as well. So you guys will see it on Friday. I'll, I'll swagger yeah. in. Oh yeah. Are you coming over before the party? This can go on the podcast. This is fun. We'll see. I just kind of depends on my son's schedule that day, but I'll definitely see you guys. I'm planning on making some, uh, jello shots and bringing those over and hopefully it'll be a good time. Yeah. Well, if you need a place to stay, we got a guest room. I know I keep telling you that, but party, we'll ask the ghost to come down here and keep you company. So have y'all watched any scary movies during the spooky season? I watched a couple episodes of Scooby-Doo and 13 (laughs) Ghosts. How was that? It was good. I mean, it's really just like Scooby and Shaggy are tricked into opening this chest full of 13 demons and they have to the next 12 episodes are them like going to get them from all over the world they have to save the world is each demon like mr johnson and they pull the mask off and they're like ah it's the old neighbor i can't tell you yeah spoiler oh (laughs) this is a spoiler you'll have to watch it I know a lot of people are anticipating the finale of Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts, so we don't want to give it away. Oh, I was watching, uh, like, the original Dawn of the Dead, right? Okay, yeah. Or Dusk of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Was that what it was? No, Night Night of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. That's the one. That's a classic. One of those dead movies. Um, But, yeah, that kind of blew my mind. I, like, like, yeah, I, uh, you know... I mean, obviously, like, the zombies are a little, like, okay. But then there was, like, some really, like, scary, like, graphic scenes of them eating body parts. Yeah. And, and the story's I, pretty the, good, though. The ending got, like, very intense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. also in that movie, The Woman. Can we just talk about Oh, the my gosh. Her character is written just to be, like, so helpless yeah so crazy like she like she can't even like understand a direction or like any amount of stress and she's just like breathing heavy and she can't talk and she's about to faint and yeah the female lead is very poorly written very reflective of the times um there's one of my favorite examples of this was like when they're like so they're like stuck in this farmhouse and there are zombies all around and so the guy's like okay we need to like board up the house like help me find uh like pieces of wood nails that kind of thing and she's just kind of like okay so this guy like in the meantime has like already like boarded up a door basically and then like in comes this lady with just like a tiny little piece of wood that's like not even big enough to fit across the whole door. Like just so incredibly not helpful. Well, have, have um, you all seen Shaun of the Dead? Cause they pull yeah. some stuff from there. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like they do it in a funny way, but it's, it's, they, they bring in some of those tropes. Yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead, but I'll have to watch it again now that I've seen. Yeah. You know, the OG. I, I decided to watch like, I was just bored one night and I've been sick. So I was like, let me see if there's like a terrible old, horror movie and i can just see if i can make it through it on amazon prime and so i tried to watch sorority house massacre from like 1976 it's so bad it's so so bad 
like okay, you want to talk about tropey and like i mean that's it's so bad but was it like kind of enjoyable yeah to a certain degree one it gave me faith as a wannabe filmmaker like okay if this got made like maybe one day somebody will make something i write and the acting in it is not great but i mean basically the story is like there's this guy in a mental institution that was a, a murderer and he has a psychic link to one of the ladies in the sorority house. And so she keeps dreaming about him murdering her. And then of course oh, it man. builds where he makes his way into the sorority house. And it has all the things of that era, like just gratuitous nudity for no reason. Like doesn't, yeah. doesn't push the plot further at all. Yeah. You, know? you know, it definitely stinks when you like come across a movie on something like that, where you're like, Oh, this is gonna be really good. And then it kind of like, it is under your expectations. Yeah. We kind of had the opposite uh, situation happen the other week. We found something called uh, Lamageddon. Yeah, it was what? either like Lamageddon or Lamacalypse or something. Probably Lamageddon. I think it's Lamageddon. I think I saw it on Amazon. And yes. when I tell you it was the best movie we've ever seen. Really? Like funny or like what? I, I don't e I can't even describe it to you. The like, acting was superb. It was insane. Uh, the writing was good. I think it was just this independent film. The filming, I mean, everything that you can possibly want in a movie. So you're officially recommending it to all the real haunters out there to go I'm watch Lamageddon? Lamageddon on Amazon Prime to every single Y'all, I bet we can get the director of Lamageddon on this podcast and the actors. It can't oh, be God. that hard. I bet we can I get them. I so. don't think they're that busy, but... Uh, JJ, you gotta pump them up if you want them on. You can't say stuff like that. But let me tell you, it, it really is like truly... Uh, a movie that should not have flown as under the radar as it has. It's in a um, league of their own, you know, just. Exactly. And it's, it's dare I say, even better than the movie A League of Their Own. I know they're not related okay. genre-wise. That is my but, favorite movie. But, um, but uh, yeah, the action-packed, suspenseful, scary, but also like a lot of really poignant uh, political satire and yeah. commentary on like, you know our our current times and side note league of our league of their own madonna phenomenal actress oh, so yeah. good mm -hmm. yeah so good she should be in more movies Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, that's a great movie great pairing was tom hanks in that too yeah he was the coach yeah that's right it's been gina a while davis. since i've seen it gina davis who is also in uh beetlejuice oh, yes. that's right. just oh. saw beetlejuice for the first time a couple months ago oh, that's a lot that of fun is maybe my favorite halloween movie really oh that's a good that's a good topic yeah favorite halloween movie um it's funny because christmas movies i have so many ready to fire out but halloween is tough because there are horror movies that are my favorite that i don't associate with halloween like it follows is one of my favorite movies of all time and it's a horror movie but i don't associate that with halloween so the the question of the the, uh, the question of the night is, or day, or whatever time you're listening to this, the question is, is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? I think of it as a Christmas movie, but it, I think it's a Halloween movie. I think it's just a from October to December movie. I just saw that for the first time last year. Uh, that was good, too. I did, too. Well, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And now, anytime one of us asks each other what's this we'll go what's this what's this i think poltergeist is probably my favorite halloween like i think of that as being like a good horror halloween movie classic i haven't seen that one 
It's wait. really fun. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. It's a kid in the TV and it's like, yeah, their house is on like a Native American burial ground. Yes, yeah, very yeah. trumpy. Okay, yeah. I have spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler. That's like one of the first details, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I've seen poltergeist. That's a fun one. Now, will you all be giving out candy or leaving candy out for trick or treaters? Well, I don't know. This is only our second Halloween in our okay. current place of residence. Okay. Um, the address is and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Last year we didn't have any trick or treaters, but that might have just been because COVID. of COVID. True. This year maybe we will have some, but also like, I don't want to get Halloween candy and then just have all this Eat like all. candy yeah. left over if like no one comes. And Unless like, it's candy corn. You're a dad. Ugh. You're a dad. So are we trick or treating on Saturday this year or Sunday? Sunday. What's the rule. Sunday yeah, but- for sure. There's some states that don't allow trick-or-treating on Sundays. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. No. What? Which states? I want names. I looked it up today and I forgot already. That is insane. What are they going to do if you're out trick-or-treating? They're going to arrest you? They're going to arrest the little kids yep. for trick-or-treating on Sundays? Do y'all have any like iconic Halloween stories from when you were kids? Like when you were trick-or-treating or up to mischief or anything like that? Yeah. <sighs> I do. Um, Also, it's Delaware. Well, I guess it's just Rehoboth Rehoboth Beach. Rehobothy Beach. I don't know. What a bunch of wet blankets, though. (laughs) Boo. So, um, my mom has always, like, made a scarecrow slash dummy. Like, she'll use a basketball and stuff uh, my dad's a t-shirt and like pants of my dad's and like make it look like an actual person sitting on our lawn or sitting like on our porch and they, and the, they'll hold the candy. And so there were a couple of times when she would have, you know, me and my sisters when we were old enough and like kind of too old to go trick or treating, but still young enough to want to be involved. Uh, she'd be like, well, you should just like sit right here on the porch next to the dummy and just be really still. And so, you know, they don't think that, you know, trick or treaters don't think that it's you. And we scared the living poop out of so many kids growing up. Um, Did you get in trouble for that? No. Uh, Well, Lane, my sister was a witch one year and she scared my friends so bad that she like peed her pants and went home crying. And so (sighs) we kind of had to tone it down after that. Oh my God. I know. That's really hardcore. Yeah. We didn't do anything like that at my house. The biggest Halloween memory I have is, so in my small town the big thing was once you got to be a teenager you would go and like roll people's yards with toilet paper and that kind of mischief you know we didn't ever like egg stuff or anything like that people would get arrested for that but toilet paper was kind of seen as like oh it's just the neighborhood kids having fun nobody really um, rose too much of a stink so anyway one of my friends lived on kind of like the outskirt of the town and so we, all our parents gave us permission to get tents and camp out in their like yard that was like kind of on the outside of the town and can then kind of make our way in through town walking for mischief and go back out there, which we all thought we were so cool. So we went and like started rolling people's yards or whatever. And then there was a group of like 15 older kids. Now just imagine being like, think of like classic eighties movies with like the young kids trying to do the cool thing. And then the bullies showing up and chasing them, you know, like this was definitely that. So we hear them and we turn around and they have like baseball bats and flashlights 
and they start yelling about how they're going to kill us and we'll never make it home. Our parents will never see us again. Yeah. And they were like, they're like hitting trash cans as they got closer. And so y'all, we took off running. Like you would have thought a nest of bees fell between us. We all went in different directions and took off running. They caught one of our friends. He got hit with a bat. And the rest of us made it out. We made it to my buddy's house. We were banging on the door and his mom was like, y'all aren't supposed to be here. Why are you here? I don't know if her and her husband were like doing stuff, you know, but we kind of busted our way into their house and, and hid. Right. But yeah, that was the craziest thing. Like it felt like the movie Warriors. Like I thought we were all going to die. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, I I definitely had bullies in my neighborhood and the second neighborhood I lived after we moved and they would always like be out with their little popper things that they threw at her feet oh, yeah, or yeah. whatever and make fun of her outfits. They were jerks. This is where I want JJ to be like, I was the bully in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. The creepiest thing that ever happened to me was like, we went to this one house and like, there was this guy just kind of like sitting in a rocking chair on his porch, just like with like a Bible in his hands. And just like being like super, super still and just like, just staring at everyone as they like came up to the point. And I think maybe they had like a bowl of candy out. So like you knew that like there was candy. It's like a fly trap. Like, but you had to like walk next to the guy just sitting there holding a Bible as he like just stared at you. And we would say like, oh, like, hey, trick or treat. And just like complete silence, just staring into our souls um and yeah it was real creepy and like my hometown that could have been just like someone playing a prank it also could have just been like a religious nuthead i don't know uh it was very it was very weird so as little child cat and jj was there a specific candy you always rooted to get in your bags when you got home i just i any kind of hershey's bar really like whether it was like dark chocolate, plain chocolate, Mr. Good bars, uh, crackles. I liked all of those. Crackles. Yeah. Wow. Kat, I what about you? I kind of liked it all except like anything sour or non-chocolate. Yeah. yeah. I was a big uh, Reese's peanut butter cup and Snickers kid. Those were yeah. Too. Reese's and Kit Kats. Yeah. All that good stuff. Unpopular opinion, but Reese's and Kit Kats are gross. All right. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Yeah, well, kidding. that's the end of this relationship. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to know something, Noah. Has there been like any anything that's like come up from our interviews that has like really just sparked spooky joy in you? Like not like this interview right now, but just like from, from our episodes that you're like, oh, now I'm in the Halloween mood for this thing. Yeah, I really enjoyed the one we actually just released this Monday with uh, Lindsay um, from the graveyard with the dousing rods. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that was very, uh, like it hit all the right notes that I want, especially in a story. Like I, I could imagine sitting around a campfire and somebody telling that story at Halloween because it starts off where my skeptic nature is just like, uh, dowsing rods. Great. And it has such a nice payoff at the end. It got me excited to go. And that's when I went and watched that terrible sorority massacre movie. Cause I just wanted yeah. more spooky in my night, mm -hmm. but 
you know, really all of them to some degree get me a little excited, but I still think back to that Amanda episode where she saw the ghost lady and I don't know, they've, they've all been so great. And just some of the people we've gotten to meet and develop relationships with like Jojo, Wright, Just people that in our ordinary lives, we would never talk to even just like the psychics and mediums, like just people that live a little, like either have broke through the zeitgeist and are kind of famous or live on the outsides of what's considered normal in our society. And that kind of stuff fascinates me so much. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I really got into the spirit with Becky Ann, my bloody Valentine. Yes. She's fascinating to me. Yeah. I could listen to her all. I could talk to her forever. Yeah. um, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie Strange. Strange. Yeah. Two great episodes that we had almost like back to back. I mean, it was, that was a lot of fun. And they kind of remind me of each other a little bit. But what I really thought was so cool was seeing how polished Becky is now from like, I mean, the first time we interviewed her, she was great. Mm-hmm. But you can really tell she's done a lot of media and different things since we talked to her last time. I mean, it was almost like she was hosting the podcast. I mean, yeah. there was no work that episode. I mean, she was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The other And the other thing that I enjoy about her podcast is like how many times we've had friends on and they're like, oh, my parents have something to say about this or my parents have done this or done that or felt yeah. this most uh nikki radford's when her parents came on even though they were in the airport uh that was really cool just to hear about this like ghost that was kind of like part of the parents relationship like choked her dad yeah. what'd you say it oh, choked yeah. her dad choked her dad yeah. thought he all was a pimp all i know is that yeah kind of know, a racist ghost all i know is that we started this podcast so blindly but we all wanted to connect with people and this was a cool topic um and it's just blown into this really really cool place where we can meet once a week and meet someone new and hear these stories um I feel like I'm way more comfortable talking about certain topics now and even just like understanding this universe you know especially the ghost universe like I'm still trying to figure out what I believe as we all are. Uh, but hearing these stories, it doesn't scare me as much as it used to. And I'm way more open to so many things and just more confident and like, you know, protecting my mental uh, place and that kind of stuff. And just feeling more connected, you know, to that world. And like you said, like, I've always had this big fear of death and this podcast has definitely eased that some, uh, which has been really nice. And just seeing JJ become a full-fledged believer in ghosts. I know, you know he's a 10 out of 10 now. We yeah, can't yeah, stop him. Well, sh- you can't say that on the podcast or else we'll have to quit. <laughs> yeah, what happens when, the we, hat. when we all become 10 out of 10? Then, yeah, then it's over. Then we go on um, tour. We all, come, <laughs> we all come back as ghosts. Or at the end of this, we reveal that we actually are we, all a ghost. We right pull now. off our this human faces. We have been dead yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> but Noah, you've, you've done so much with this podcast and really love yeah. uh, meeting here every week with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, incredible job. I'm a big fan of the podcast and of you. And of oh, you. thanks guys. No, you, I mean, it's, it's been a team effort for sure. And it's like you said, I never would have guessed that it would have caught legs like this. You know, we've all been so lucky to now have a platform that people care about, which I think is not the easiest thing to do. Um, no, no, I was just going to say, it's just one of those things that it feels like that's something everybody's trying to do now because there's so many different social medias, podcasts, different ways to connect 
with people, YouTube, then the space feels so cluttered. And I feel like we got in at a good time um, and they're just lucky to keep building all these relationships with all these awesome people. Yeah. If anyone is listening to this episode, that's pretty cool. I feel like you're probably a, a longtime listener and big fan of ours and we're a big fan of yours. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Can't wait to continue this spooky goodness for every week after this week. <laughs> Past Halloween. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Ooh. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.